You're listening to Mixed, Tapes, Feelings, and Drinks. Holly, Nick, and Gabe talk with their friends about songs that are dear to them. We dive into these songs to help add more meaning and overall enjoyment to our listening experience. All, of course, while enjoying delicious mixed drinks made by Allie. On today's episode, we are talking about the beloved sci-fi fantasy franchise, Star Wars. And we also have a special guest, our lovely friend, Riley Keyes. Hello, Riley. <laughs> Today we are drinking the bees, the bees, the bees, bees. bees. Bzz, bzz. and this it is, is good. A prohibition air cocktail that consists of gin, lemon juice, honey syrup, and bees, <laughs> and lots of teeny little bees. Needs. Tiny little bees. Needs. They add a really oh, nice little the... crunchy texture. <laughs> You gotta get your fiber in. Mm-hmm. It's protein. It's no, good. it's good. It's like a whiskey sour. No, not even that. What is this like? Like a gin sour, but without the foam. There we go. It's a little foamy. Just a little <clears throat> tiny. Oh, you little... know what? I could just make this a gin sour, mm. or I could make it foamy. I don't know if it would be considered a sour. But... Maybe for the second one. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're getting into it. Star Wars. Riley, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Have no. you seen Star Wars? I'm more Wars? of a Star Trek guy. <laughs> no, I love Star Wars. Oh my god! Like, um, yeah. It it fills up all of my free time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I'm not watching Star Wars, and what Wars, do you I'm... mean by that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just think about Star Wars. You know, it's a, it, my my brain just goes there by default when you know there's not other things going on. It's just you don't have per- any Star Wars hobbies that you'd like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> okay. We can get into a little bit of the history of your experience no, with Star can. Wars. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Actually. You when... when did you first see a Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know exactly what came first, but there were two kind of major events in my head. There's one where my dad brought home the 2004 special editions on DVD. Okay. Mm. 2004 yeah. special uh, for, of the original trilogy. Yes. Okay. And also around the same time, because that was, yeah, that was 2004, um... My dad was always trying to find like the perfect like sound system set up for our house. And the movie oh. he would always test speakers and stuff on was Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. I have a special Which part? Oh. The attack. <laughs> yeah, the the clones coming. Well, no, what I remember the most is like the THX one where it's like the globe. Oh, yeah. The globe came down with the lightning and the thunder mm-hmm. in it, and then it shatters. And mm. it wasn't even the Star Wars thing, uh, specifically, <laughs> but um, yeah, just the beginning of the movie and the chase through Coruscant and all that. And the, mm-hmm. It wasn't like an obs- I mean, I guess it was an obsession as a kid, I guess, because I like all the toys. We had a lot of the toys from Attack of the Clones. Nice. But yeah, no, I just since Force Awakens came out, that one didn't really quite kick off my re obsession with star wars i feel like rogue one more did that on the internet people say that rogue one is like the 
greatest Star Wars movie since the originals. And I was like, I don't agree. I don't agree either. Yeah, that's, it's interesting um, to hear that. I actually think it's kind of overrated now. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's still some excellent things about it. What I was going to say is that just what I did love about the movie and still love about the movie is how it really focused on just how small the chances that the rebellion has against the empire. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the movie, they literally just like squeak by, <laughs> Yeah, you know, to the point where literally like Vader's just like feet away from <laughs> the person handing the plans off, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, that really resonated with me when I saw Rogue One and that just kind of, kind of kicked off my phase again. Yeah. And then I started buying action figures again. Yep. And my first one was Jen or so, Black Series Jen or so. Ah, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then Leia, and from there on, now I have pretty much all of them. Really? Yeah, for the most uh, part. What did it, so, for those who don't know, uh, Riley collects Black Series Star Wars action figures. And there is, how many do you have? <laughs> I actually did just do a count a few weeks ago. I yeah. have like almost three hundred. Whoa! I I was like I was gonna be like I was gonna maybe say 100. like one hundred fifty. Yeah. What's crazy is that's about what it was at the beginning of COVID. Oh, it was about a hundred. Oh, so so most tripled. most of it has been over COVID. Mm. Cool. Because yeah. they have been well, releasing more, and then also too, and... I go back over like and then I like search eBay for older ones that yeah. I didn't have yet. COVID really was just for leaning into your hobbies hard it yeah, was yeah, yeah. yeah uh so that is why we asked riley to be on this episode because he has um very extensive, extensive knowledge when it comes to the star wars universe and he also loves <clears throat> the music mm-hmm. he is also a connoisseur in, movie in movie scores, scores yes mm-hmm. so i know for a fact that Riley has listened to essentially every song in all and every major Star Wars movie mm-hmm. <laughs> at least once. Oh yeah, no, I I've been every time there's a new piece of Star Wars music, I just add it to like a playlist I have. Mm-hmm. So it's all the all the movies, then there's Clone Wars, Rebels. They released more albums for Clone Wars when season 7 came out. There's Mandalorian. Each episode had an album in the first season. <laughs> Each really? Yeah, oh, which wow. was like nuts. And so for season two, they did volume one and volume two. Did they have hmm. the guy who did the theme song make do the actual whole score for the show? Yeah, it was Ludwig Göransson did the whole show and the theme song. Yeah. He is good. That is my Mandalorian is my favorite. This isn't in anyone's top that I know, but I'm going to play it right now. Mandalorian is my favorite TV show. Intro? Um, intro that yeah. they've Ooh, yeah. I think it's really notable because it's the first score that proved that Star Wars can have music that doesn't sound like John Williams music. It's true. Because mm-hmm. I remember people being really skeptical of it when it came out like mm-hmm. the music's trash. I'm like I like it it's just not what I was expecting mm-hmm. but then as the show yeah. goes on it became so iconic with this character that then you couldn't picture like anything else would. Yeah. It's also I think it's good that it's different too because we never really we never had like a Mandalorian type character that we followed as like the main focus Mm-mm. before so it's like a totally different feeling overall.
Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so good. This is the way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It's brilliant. It's I mean, so good. You, like every time an episode ends and this uh, mm-hmm. this comes on, Nick and I are just like uh, dancing. You can't help and, like, it. Then yeah. you look at the art that they have afterwards. This is a good show. Yeah, Mandalorian is probably my favorite. Um, Post is my favorite Skywalker tr- uh, saga. Sure, thing. but just in the Star Wars television shows. Oh, uh, that's my mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have more of it, so it's like kind of like it's easy to say it's your favorite. But um, Kitty. Okay. He's a. He's gonna break something. As as you don't get. <laughs> He's not like yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll move. Yeah. Um, so good. It's just cool. You think about the process, and I'm sure there's interviews and documentaries and stuff that have gone into this that I haven't seen yet, but like, you see with a lot of movies and stuff now, you like, they obviously look to other projects that the composer has done. Like, this guy got famous pretty much for Black Panther. Oh, he did Black Panther. Oh, mm-hmm. Black Panther is one of my oh, probably yeah. my Good. favorite. Mar- well, I mean, other than Avengers, I my mean, favorite Marvel. It won score. the Oscar for best original score, I think. It's so good, uh, as it should have, you know. Okay, Ludwig is like mm-hmm. he is a name now. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. So, like you, their decision was really, really good. Um, because then also too, he did Book of Boba Fett, which is an excellent score, also. Just haven't heard that one as much. I know the theme song's really good, but I haven't really listened to the mm-hmm. music throughout the show as much. It's kind of got a more dark tone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it understood Boba Fett more than the show did. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> this is going to uh, turn into a Star Wars podcast, and not even about the music. We're just going to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fine. No, I. To an extent. I love the. The main Boba Fett theme, I think, was... Oh, gosh, I should have just researched this before. It's based off of... You think it would be some kind of, like, Maori, like, New Zealand kind of thing, because that's the chanting and stuff kind of sounds like it. But it's actually not Icelandic Swedish or something. Oh, really? Yeah, Hmm. it's based off some kind of northern European tribal chanting. Yeah... Oh, yeah. I didn't know this was Ludwig as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. This was, this is a good. Yep. A this good is movie. good. It's funny we're talking about this at the beginning because, like, yeah, I mean, John Williams is Star Wars music, but what's cool about these soundtracks is how they made it okay to make Star Wars sound different. And I kind of yeah. said that earlier, but if you create themes that are good enough and, you know, yeah, oh and and it, and it pretty it fits pretty well too. Oh, totally. with Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. 
I didn't realize like listening to it, it kind of sounds a little bit like a sea shanty sort of mm. like, you know, like oh, on a ship. Yeah. I the so uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett have um, like similar feels, I guess, to mm-hmm. their themes where they're I guess I don't really know how to describe it, but they're sort of similar. So I'm curious if like the John Williams um, idea of Star Wars music is going to be kind of like a Jedi thing. And then this is kind of like the Mandalorian bounty hunter feel. Yeah. So I'm curious the what they're going to... scum gonna... and villainy <laughs> genre. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, no, I wonder totally, like yeah. what they're going to do with like Andor. Like the rebellion. Yeah. Are they going to do something even more different? I think like they'll go like more Rogue One-ish. They've said um, it's Nicholas Brattel. Mm-hmm. is doing the score and he just I don't know if they're interviewing him or what I saw it in a tweet but it was like everyone was in agreement that it had to have its own sound oh okay mm. um, while still of course honoring everything that came before it mm-hmm. um, so I'm really looking forward to yeah to what it that sounds like yeah. Nicholas Patel is a really good composer um, what have we heard from him the one I listened to the most is uh, he did the soundtrack for The King on Netflix oh, okay. Um, and I loved that soundtrack. Um, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, I was just going to say by the time um, this episode airs, Andor will be out, so we'll know. When does Andor <laughs> come out? End of August, like the 30th oh, or 31st. Yeah. Yeah. And we watched it, and it was good. We watched it, and <laughs> yes. it was good, and we loved Excellent, the Excellent, wonderful. Yeah. Um, and it's a show, right? Not a movie? Yes, it's yeah. a show. Because it's Taika's movie that's coming out. I wonder who's scoring Taika's movie. I don't know. We we don't know anything about that movie except that yeah. Taika's directing and writing it. That's that the he's only currently thing writing it, so it's yeah. going to be a long time before we see it. I thought it was mm-hmm. end of next year. No, that's a long time. I mean, that's what they've said, but mm. and then the the, the X Wing got canceled, right? No, well, it was kind of canceled, and Patty Jenkins supposedly left because of creative differences, but now she's back. What do you oh, mean the X Men got canceled? What do you, what the Squadrons that? movie? Yeah, oh. they they made it like a little tiny like. It's a post sequels te- teaser for it. Post sequels X Wing, basically X Wing Squadron movie. Yeah, mm. they even did a whole video like Patty Jenkins saying like, "My father was a fighter pilot, and, and this, like, this project means a lot to me." And then, <laughs> then she left, and it's like, oh. I like Patty. Sounds like a Star Wars. I like Patty Jenkins too. Yeah, yeah. I like Patty. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's exactly basically how she described it as a Star Wars Top Gun. Yeah, interesting. I I like her, but that whole video of her like in a in like with the jets, it was so weird to me. I'm like, how does this apply to Star Wars? No, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just (laughs) this is like this is like the Earth. Like, let's try not to make the correlation so stark. But that's just me. What it meant to me was just kind of like... What does a galaxy far, far away mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> but just like um, the intensity you feel from... from flying? Yeah. And like you... At this point, you guys still haven't seen Top Gun Maverick yet. But there's yeah. so much footage that is taken inside of the fighter jet cockpits. Like real... I'm so excited IMAX footage inside... And it is just so breathtaking to watch. Like you, in the sitting in the movie theater, you feel like you're in the cockpit, and it's like so that that's what I was kind of feel like from how they were building up that movie. Um, yeah, get that feeling you get when you're in an X-wing, like G force. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
so we played Mandalorian Book of Boba. Should we play Obi-Wan's opening theme? Yeah, it's the only thing that's out yet. It's weird. All the other shows, they release volume one halfway through the show. And then they release volume two and it's done. But Obi-Wan hasn't released anything yet except John Williams' theme. Yeah. Did you know it was John Williams? His theme? Yeah. Mm-mm. He came back and I think he just did the theme. Okay, right? so yeah, this Natalie is like, Holt did the whole score. This is confirming a little bit my theory of like yeah. John Williams is more of like the, the Jedi, Jedi story. And then we're doing some where Ludwig is the like grimy, grimy bounty hunter criminals. And then what? And then the other guys rebel, re- rebels. <laughs> <laughs> he rebels. This is a rebellion, ain't it? It's a good score. A lot of people talked throughout the show about this score not really doing it for them, which. To be fair, I kind of agree. There wasn't a lot of moments where the score really stuck out to you. I'll, I'll, let's go ahead. I'm glad. I'm just glad you're saying that. No, because no. I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And in our group chat, when Blake was like, "I love the score," I had to bite my tongue. You're like, "What score? <laughs> <laughs> where is the score?" No, but this and, is good. I mean, his intro is beautiful. It's fine. Yeah, it's of beautiful. course. He's gonna make it, everything he makes is beautiful. Uh, and this, yes, of course. And it's like, do I like this score, or did I just hear it uh, seven times? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just know what yeah. it is. But it's good. I feel like... Um, I mean, I could tell you... Well, we can... Uh, never mind. <laughs> no, I, I feel like just upon people watching the show more and listening to it more, um, just on its own, it'll probably garner the appreciation yeah. for the work that went into it. Um, just like the sequel trilogy. Yes, we are pro-sequels here. Pro-pro-sequels. I don't care how old you should are. We, should we just do a little disclaimer saying, like, <laughs> if people don't agree with our opinions on the movies, TV shows, anything Star Wars, that's okay. We don't necessarily have to hear it. Yeah. Because we've heard it all. We want and we, we want everyone to be respectful. Right. And there's a lack of respect in Star Wars. The Star, the Star Wars, Wars community is the worst fandom. Most toxic. Um, <laughs> it is. So and just, I say that being a member of one. You know. Just know <laughs> that like, if there's something here that you don't agree with, that's okay. Because yeah. we also don't agree with you. But mm-hmm. guess what? We still like you. Mm-hmm. And I, it's fine. I would we're love all, we're everyone good. to be turned to the light side in mm. the sense of like loving I mean, you don't have to love it just to love it, but appreciate the things that are great. Like with Obi-Wan, it just finished last week as of right now in this recording. And do I love it? No, but I I love... (laughs) But Riley does, does, and we respect each other. But I I will love moments of it, and I won't write the show off just because I didn't love it as a whole. I'll be like, you know what? You won't write the show off because the Inquisitor's head isn't tall enough. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) That is not real. No, that was a whole thing. Oh, my gosh. When the the images of the Inquisitor first came out and he didn't have the tall head that he does in Rebels, people were ready to riot, honestly. The okay. same well, thing that happened when Ahsoka's Leku weren't long enough in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. get over it. I mean, do I well, wish I mean, they were able? They more? should be longer, but <laughs> it looks like it looks like they're going to be in in the Ahsoka show. That's cool. From the images they showed us, she, she cut them. They're just yeah. that's just a little short haircut for her. They mm-hmm. get short when she's stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name in Book of Bo- Boba? Um, Tim- Tamara Morrison. No, uh, the the blue bane. The blue bane. 
Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Oh. Everyone oh was we. Allie and I freaked out. He it's looked so, Allie. so freaking cool. I know. But I remember and all people can talk about is he doesn't look like how he does in the animated show, and I'm like, I get. Because he's not animated. Hey, guess what? Obi-Wan doesn't look like how he does in the animated show. Neither does Anakin. What are we mm-hmm. doing here, people? Because people are like, well, there's a precedent for live action. Um, oh, shoot. I have to say the right race or I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah. You really uh, are on trial here. <laughs> Duros. Yeah. Okay. No, um, he's a Duros. And they're like, well, there's a precedent for live action Duros because there's one in the cantina and his mouth is where it's supposed to be. And I'm like, uh, yes, but there is. Guess different... what? Not all humans look the same. There you go. Yeah. But also, too, it's like that Duros in the cantina scene didn't have to talk. Mm-hmm. So right. the mouth exactly. on the mouth on the mask had to be could be wherever it wanted to be with Cad Bane it has to be and I'd rather have a prosthetic slash animatronic mask than a CGI thing that will be you know that will age poorly in 10 years because then you'll get a seeing Cad Bane in in live action was like the biggest audible reaction that I've had probably watching Mm -hmm. anything in Star Wars I squeezed my arm so hard and it hurt I was like shaking him I was like okay Um, well, he we looked so cool. We officially it? did it. We started ranting about Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, how could we not? How long has it been since we were actually talking about music? Oh like gosh. ten minutes? No. Yeah. No, we talked this is over all the related Kenobi. to the music. No, there's probably a cool song that has to do with Cad Bane's appearance. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we should get into our i think with this episode we are just going to talk about riley's top five can you mm-hmm. think you can do that yeah do a top five and then if people have the same uh submission then we'll have to, i'll just read off what they had to say about it too so with that being said what is number five for riley keys you're going off. You're not looking at anything. You're just like, no, going this is off <laughs> the cuff knows. because he knows it all. I yeah. listen to just, oh my gosh, like there's so, all of Star Wars music is good. Like that's just, yeah. Um, I feel like, and even the ones we were talking about, how they kind of forayed into something different from John Williams. Um, there's excellence there too. I feel like I want to bring up the solo score. Really? Yeah. It's good. It's excellent. People need to revisit it. The yeah, movie's so, good. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun watch. It doesn't have a lot of bearing on the saga as a whole, but it world builds really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, John Powell did the soundtrack for that one. And similar with Obi-Wan, John Williams came in and wrote a new score for Han Solo. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. For and, Do you know what, like, the main theme? or? Yeah, it's the main Han Solo Okay, theme. I yeah. didn't know. Um, I can't think of how it goes off the top of my head. It goes, uh, a flying solo, a flying solo, a flying solo. In Cloud City. Yeah. Did you play that game? No. <laughs> I did. What game? There's there, a connect to dance game for the, Star Wars. What? Xbox 360. It came with the R2-D2 slash C-3PO controller themed Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And when you press the disc button to open up the disc eject it, it did like a little r2d2 noise that's pretty cool actually it was what? really cool shout out to eric gonzalez we for owning don't that. have that <laughs> yeah eric gonzalez had it and then he also had the connect game and i played it and it was really fun mm-hmm. and it's essentially uh 
what's the dance? Just Dance. Yeah, it's but Just it was, Dance, it's just but dance it's Star Wars. Wars. And they take oh versions of pop songs and replace Reflease. the lyrics with <laughs> things that are like <laughs> veiled Star Wars references. Yeah, I... we have to. I mean, it's music and Star Wars. We have to talk about We that. have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and flying, going solo was, what's this the song? This is not where the, <laughs> I was expecting this to go, bringing you know, up the solo soundtrack. Got, I made a joke and I have to talk about it. Yeah, no, uh, totally. What song is that? Well, no, I parody. appreciate that you're talking about this because it explains the joke. I'm flying solo. I'm flying solo. I'm flying solo. And and in the anime and the um, animation, it's uh, Han Solo doing the dances with you. Oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> he would never. It's like Han Solo with like two like Bespin dudes behind yeah. him. <laughs> yep, yep. And they're doing like airplane wing moves. Oh my god. Yeah. We did have someone submit that song. <gasps> uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Carriasso said about from that game? he said i'm han solo from connect star wars <laughs> Dan- and then like why do you love it and he said dancing obviously mm. yeah. So, if yeah we're, if we're in this genre of star wars music that is <laughs> a total joke there is also in the holiday special when oh, at the end yes. they all sing this version of the star the main star wars theme <laughs> oh yeah that, that yes. has lyrics to it oh, and it's carrie fisher singing yep. Yep. Oh. And Carrie Fisher, love her. I mean, everyone in that project shouldn't be held accountable to what So happened. insane. They um, were under contract. They you were. Know, what, you know? what can they do? <laughs> and Mark Hamill even recently was like, I think it should be put on Disney+. Plus." He's like, I am a oh, really? I ag- holiday I special apologist. That's yeah. like the most makeup I've should. ever seen on uh, Mark Hamill. And he looked like a Ken doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I agree because I would watch it. I'd yeah, I'd like put it on uh, times two speed and watch it again. <laughs> it's yeah. so long. Yeah, there's it's that. Ridiculous. There's um Bill Murray singing Star Wars. On, <laughs> I don't remember if that was SNL or Mad oh, TV yeah. or what. what was but that? oh yeah. my gosh, I watched that video so many times. So <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Solo. We're yeah, talking about okay, solo. Okay, yes, back yeah. to it. So um, if you remember the best um. Probably the best score for an animated movie in the past ten years. What 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 comes to your mind for best an animated score movie? For an animated movie. I mean, that's a loaded question. Okay, DreamWorks. Let, let's, okay, let's, DreamWorks. Let's whittle it down a little bit. Wow, and not Star Wars uh, related. Let me Shrek? think. Shrek. <laughs> well, you know what? Score. That's that's not far off because John Powell does the music for Solo. He did the music for Shrek and How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you have that epic flying music with hiccup and toothless and <laughs> he brought that energy to solo there's a track called flying with chewy okay um and it starts out kind of like it starts in an action scene and then when you go into it it gets into this awesome it doesn't sound like john williams at all it gets into this drum well he'll play it but okay <laughs> <laughs> all right flying it. with chewy by john powell mm-hmm so you have to go in like a minute, maybe? Or I'll just play the whole thing. Oh, sure, yeah. So what's happening here? I think it's the end of... I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I, I don't remember. <laughs> but it, I think it has to do with probably the first time they're flying the Millennium Falcon together. Okay. Um, yeah. I could be wrong, though. But, it, yeah. Like we're escaping the prison that Chewie was in? Potentially. I gotta revisit it. But I have listened to the soundtrack a lot. Mm. 
that's the main Han Solo theme there that John Williams wrote. John Williams wrote. <laughs> no, this is really good. It this is, is really, really good. good. And this is, I forgot actually about this whole part of the track because the next part is why I brought it up. But in Kingdom Melody vibes here. <laughs> in a great way, though, in a good way. just evokes that flying feeling mm-hmm. you know yeah which john powell of course is excellent at doing how to train your dragon you know yeah um like yeah i think i because it also i know he didn't do the score for it but like it's giving me flying an avatar yeah, vibes too. yeah. pandora <laughs> totally yeah. yeah and you know the when you're in galaxy's edge and you're flying the millennium falcon um, <laughs> there's no feeling like that you know so yeah. and yeah. so much in, i know exactly how chewie felt yeah the song. <laughs> and so like the uh the whole thing with you know hanso and chili is they're these two guys against the galaxy and they have this ship and yeah, um, I feel like the score did an excellent job of emulating that. And fun fact, too, it's the only Star Wars store, uh, score to ever get a deluxe release later. Oh, um, wow. I mean, you can count the special edition releases of the original trilogy, but like this one just randomly, like three years after the movie came out, I was like, this is a deluxe version that's twice as long. Oh, cool. Um, and it has more music than was in the original soundtrack. Um, the track where Darth Maul shows up in the hologram, there's a really cool... It includes Duel of the Fates um, while overlaying with, like, music for um, Amelia Clark's character, um, Kira. Um, Yeah. It builds up, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is Duel of the Fates. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So he does a perfect job of balancing um, his own music with also the classic Star Wars John Williams sound. So we're talking about top five. Then I can bring up a Rogue One track because we could do the two spinoffs. Then I'll do one from each trilogy. All right. Perfect. So if we talk about. Oh, goodness. So there's a track called Your Father Would Be Proud. Ooh. Sounds emotional. Um, what part of the movie do you know is, is this playing? Um, Because this line is mentioned in the yeah, movie, right? And was, I, it, was it Cassian that says it to... I feel like it would be because, you know, the whole thing with Rogue One that I love the most is that, and this is partially because of, I've read the book Catalyst, which is about Galen or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the whole rebellion hinged on him. Um, and he just put this flaw in the Death Star plan 
you know, he didn't want to make super weapons, but he's like, you know what? I'm being forced into this situation to build it to protect my family because, like, Orson Krennic was literally threatening to kill his wife and child if he didn't help build the Death Star. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but he's like, I put this flaw in. I'm, it's going to be in the archives on Scarif. Hopefully someone finds it. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, that's that to me, what I was saying earlier about Rogue One kind of focusing on just how small of a chance um yeah and then the fact that it's his daughter who is like this wayward person um who didn't really care about anything got drawn Mm -hmm. into the battle and she's the one who ended up finding the plans yeah it just that really touched me and then this music of course like Michael Gacchino is like the busiest man in Hollywood. He's putting out like every other movie score, like every other blockbuster that comes out. Well, it's it's he his. He was just a guest on the Friendship Onion. Oh. It was a good episode. Oh. He really has that. done like everything. <laughs> it's crazy. I, did, yeah. I didn't know that he did Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So he only had, because Alexandre Desplat? I don't know how you say his name. He, he does a lot of the Wes Anderson scores. He was slated to write the score for this movie, but because of scheduling conflicts, he had to drop out. So they got Michael Gacchino, but he only had like four weeks. That's what? right. I did hear that. He only had four weeks. He had to, four weeks to score an yep, entire yep. movie. So it is amazing that this score is as good as it is. Wow. Yeah. Um, people... Like, that's people that quote just that like a... to say like how terrible it is. I'm just like, uh, uh, uh have you listened uh, to it? I, yeah. I would like to see them score a movie in yeah. four weeks. So but. this is like a I love this theme right here because it captures the sadness of the movie mm-hmm. while also giving you hope at the same time because of what all the main characters did and died for meant that the rebellion could eventually take down the Empire. Yep. Um, and for that, her father would be proud. Yes, because then it's also a father-daughter story at the end of the day. You know, yeah. they were separated when she was really young. She didn't understand like why. No, like anything about why. Mm-hmm. Michael Gacchino has that he knows how to get in there and just like twist <laughs> like I'm think two other tracks immediately come to mind there's Labor of Love from Star Trek soundtrack and I don't remember the name of the track but it's when Charlie dies in Lost oh um, yeah. yeah there's just like oh man just he like he also did Up he did Up which is like well. the tearjerker yeah. of oh, yeah. all of the Pixar songs he did the Batman he did Ratatouille he did Incredibles he, he did, did the Batman really yeah, yeah oh, he wow. did the new Batman score which is insane it's crazy too because you you can tell especially from that that he can take the legacy of another composer but still add his own yeah mm-hmm. I like because this of course is this fits especially this part of the theme in particular fits so much into the Star Wars yeah, yeah. 
Like um, this feels this is like a, a prequel. This, yeah, this feels yeah. like like Padme Anakin yeah. stuff, yeah. which is like, like tragic a, and beautiful. Na- Naboo, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he did the same thing with the Batman score. He in, he put in his own thing to it, but it was very much similar to Danny Elfman's original Batman score with the church bells. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Hey, Michael. What's up? I know. Okay, Michael. I'd be happy if he does more Star Wars scores in the future. Sure. Totally. I'd be happy if he does any score ever. Mm -hmm. They're doing a really good (laughs) job, um, Disney, picking these composers. Oh, yeah. It's one thing they haven't faulted in yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. I haven't listened to them enough to really pick out a specific track, but I do want to mention um, Kevin Kiner did so much work for Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. Similar thing, weaving in John Williams scores, but then adding in their own, his own talent to it. What's up, guys? <laughs> we are back, and and we actually have a special guest, uh, first time uh guest long time listener Gabe Blackford (laughs) (laughs) he's a little nervous (laughs) here's a little throwback for you guys I don't know how long you've been following uh, Vomnik Productions but um, he used to have this podcast called Nick Flicks and Chill and you may remember Gabe Blackford as a guest when we were talking about The Last oh, Jedi. Yes, this is right. Controversial. Do you have any different? Do you, have you have any changed opinions since then, or is that all you Listen, stand by? I'm it? not trying to start an argument you're right not, now. Yes, you are. Because I came in here like, <laughs> like neutral. <laughs> you can still be neutral. You came Can in I? you came in neutral, but do you we just the listeners wanna know. They are still reeling from the last Jedi episode on Netflix and Chill in twenty nineteen. By I listeners by listeners yeah. we mean Riley. <laughs> Is really <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't uh, listen to no, I where I'm at now, I'm just like it's just for whoever enjoys it. You're, mm-hmm. you're along for the hey, ride. Yeah. I'm in for the ride. I may like stuff. I may not like stuff. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in that That's same That's with most Star Wars. I was listening yeah. to, um, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Mr. Sunday movies on YouTube, but they, um, they did kind of a retrospective look at the Obi-Wan show. And one of the guys was like, you know what? Star Wars has never been... 100% good all the time. Yeah. There's always things you do like, there's always things you don't like. And yeah. you just enjoy the things you do and you just, you know, yeah. You're you just live with the things you don't. Yeah. And, you know, that's what Star Wars Star Wars is. So like it's never been better than what it is now. You know, like it's it's always been Star Wars. If I was my age in the in the early 80s, I would probably be like Ewoks. <laughs> That's but true. Yeah. Since yeah. I caught it like at a younger age, I'm like, I yeah. love the Ewoks. Love yeah. the Ewoks. I look at Return yeah. of the Jedi through like an adult lens. I'm like, 
I would have been pissed if this was the third movie that came out. Yeah. Like, if this oh my was God. the ending, are you kidding me? But they're, they're, still, though, I think I still think Return of the Jedi is the best. Oh no! Um, and you know what? I want to argue with them. you because just there are so many iconic things about that movie. You get Jabba's mm-hmm. palace. You yeah. Get the, you get yeah. the Emperor and the throne room lightsaber duel. My and, brother, who you know, grew up during that time, and that was that was his favorite star wars movie too yeah. he loved the ewoks he loved the song like he loved it all yeah mm-hmm. well the editing between the throne room the space battle yeah. and indoor the editing between those three mm-hmm. like action sequences or set pieces was flawless it is yeah. it is perfectly yeah. spaced mm-hmm. and paced yeah and space <laughs> and time <gasps> Speaking of space, let's get back to more of the space songs in Star Wars. Space songs. Star Wars by George Lucas. So So we we left off with Your Father Would Be Proud by Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Is it Giacchino? I don't know. Put it, it like, yeah, listen to that great. more. I'm going to yeah. go back and listen to that more. I'm going to go back and rewatch Rogue One and yeah, listen to the sure. soundtrack. And, and Solo. This yeah. is another thing that I wanted to mention, too, is that every, I don't, when I watch a movie initially, I don't typically notice the score. Mm-hmm. But when Riley talks about a score, it makes me want to watch that yeah. movie just to listen to the Riley's score. Riley's our score guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. I just wanted to say, you make me appreciate yeah, the score sure. in movies. That's Definitely. All. You, because yeah, I being... Know, I just... Sorry. No, oh, no, it's okay. What were you going to say? Being friends with you has made me uh, pay attention more to score uh, from like recent films now. For mm-hmm. sure. For yeah. sure. Because we got to have something to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else interesting How can we relate me? to Riley? No. Let's listen to this no, music. And, and, and why, why I like score so much is, you know, you get the, the escapism you get with movies. It's the way that then you can get that when you're doing your everyday life stuff, when you're driving to work, mm. when you're doing chores, oh. you know, yeah, you, can, you still get that and you can relive all those movie moments through yeah. just your earbuds while you're doing laundry. And yeah. Just, I have noticed that, and yeah. I I think maybe I'll if we if we end up talking about like Nick or I or Gabe's picks, we will. I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A bit, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, let's go into Riley's. Yeah, third, yeah. We'll get it going. Third Move on. pick. What yeah. we got? Um, third pick. So if we want to start with the prequel trilogy, um, never seen it. Ha <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> ha. The prequel trilogy had amazing music. Totally, like, John Williams got a second shot at Star Wars, and he just upped the ante on everything. Of course, you know, my first instinct is, you know, oh, you got to talk about Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Or you got to talk about Battle of the Heroes. Yeah. You got to talk about Across the Stars. All amazing tracks. It's like picking children. I wanted to focus on, for my choice for favorite from the prequel trilogy, is um, the track General Grievous from Revenge of the Sith. Um, because it really focuses on something that is so iconically John Williams and something that doesn't really get a lot of attention in its own, but it's just like, it's threaded throughout all of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I drive to the grocery store, I listen to this, I get so hyped in my car. Like, Life hack. Um, I'm gonna get that oat milk. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, and Blake and I were listening to um, the Battle of Yavin uh, track the other day. And it's just like so many, and I, full disclosure, don't know anything about music from a technical standpoint. But for me, it's just like, 
so many random different notes and motifs and stuff. And it's like, how do you come up with all this? Yeah. And have it all fit together so well. Hmm. Mm. It fits in the force theme right there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. it does. Because it's cutting between General Grievous and Obi-Wan. He's on the Varactyl, you know, in the wings. Whoa. That was really That was good. a good impression. <laughs> wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What? <laughs> it's like you've been practicing that your whole life. <laughs> I was just waiting. So this is... Yeah, what what planet is this called? So this is Utapau. his Obi-Wan is in the wings. He's looking down. General Grievous is talking with the separatist leaders. I know. Oh yes. Obi-Wan comes down, right? And of course it cuts because the music cuts in the movie. But yeah. then it goes to General Grievous on his wheel bike. Obi-Wan on the Varactyl. Oh, this is my favorite bike. part right yeah. here. One of the, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. Are those all like? I'm glad you said something because I would have listened to the next three <laughs> minutes of that just like. So are those trill little? Are those flute? Yeah, oh, I love flute, those strings. All that, just that. Yeah. And there's so many different variations of that that he does in a lot of chase scenes throughout all of the trilogies. But it's crazy how many times he can make it sound unique depending yeah. on what scene it is, and you yeah. get the big. You it's get the so intricate. Mm-hmm. You get the heavy droid sounds and coming in so in this exciting. one too. Yes, <laughs> you literally feel like you're just like speeding through the like scene. Like my with... heart is like beating faster <laughs> right now just listening to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I I wanted to highlight this one just because it's just like it's the epitome of action music in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, especially the prequels too did it exceptionally well. There's a Similar tracks to this, like when they're flying through Coruscant chasing mm. Zam Wessel and Attack the Clones. Uh, that one brings in some electric guitar that doesn't show up in any other Star Wars track. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then there's um, there's the droid factory sequence. It's, you know, it just all kind of brings it back to what there was in the original trilogy, you know, where they're going through asteroids with a Star Destroyer chasing behind them. You know, it's just like very fast paced, exciting music where you want the heroes to get out of whatever they're in. I know we said earlier that we wanted to watch like Rise of Skywalker maybe, but now I kind of want just want to watch, watch Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. All of them will start. Uh, I want to thank you for choosing General Grievous, Grievous because uh, 
I am the general grievous of this podcast. Because yes, I'm you are. Always <laughs> wheezing and coughing and clearing my throat. And you're shorter <gasps> than I expected. <laughs> so I feel seen. Thank you. We need our we need our short king representative. Mm-hmm. Short coffee king. Yeah, you do yeah. have you have stolen my collection of lightsabers, and I've been asking you to give them back to me. But um, yeah, you are the general grievous. So I am just playing in the character. Yeah, you have murdered like. All my friends, mm. <laughs> but did. it's fine. I did do you know? that. Yeah, we, I have opened your chest at one point, and you did kick me with like a android foot. But you know, to each his own. Um, I did do that. That scene. I and don't he know. has a cool wheel bike. He does. Yeah, you do have a custom bike in your basement. So yeah, yeah you are. You are General Grievous. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That scene specifically, uh, the fight between Obi-Wan and General Grievous, is one of my favorites because we see Obi-Wan use a blaster. And for some reason, when I was a kid, that meant so much to me. (laughs) I was like, a Jedi using a blaster? Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I was like, like, I never thought I'd see the day of a Jedi using a blaster. That is insane Mm to me. For some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uncivilized. So we go into original trilogy, and oh my gosh, all of the original themes started here. You get the binary mm-hmm. sunset, original force theme. You get Luke looking at the, the sunset. Mm-hmm. You get Leia's mm. theme. You oh. get, oh my gosh. But you know, my favorite movie of the three of them is Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And Yoda's theme. It's kind of like the force theme, but it adds just kind of an extra layer of kind of wonder and innocence to it at the same time mm-hmm. and just everything about it, i just like every time i hear it i just get this like warm feeling in my chest <laughs> you know every time i watch the movie i've seen the movie a million times probably the movie i've watched the most in my life to be honest um i just feel like that's that's a tough like it just leaves you hanging <laughs> well yeah sure yeah, yeah but if you know what happens I mean, that cool uh, hand I've seen Return of the Jedi a million hand. times too so I don't feel like I need to watch the next one <laughs> right yeah. after but I don't know I think a movie's up there that I can't count how many times I've watched and Empire yeah. Strikes Back is up there mm. I mean all the original trilogy is up there too but I feel like definitely like definitely the ones where like I get home from work and sometimes I just go up to Blake and I'm like you wanna watch Empire Strikes Back and Blake's like yeah always <laughs> and always, so we just course. throw it on um, and that could be anyone's case with any of the Star Wars movies you know and yeah. that's that's what's beautiful about it so real quick let's go around the room what would you guys say is your most watched Star Wars mm. uh probably Revenge of the Sith yeah that's yeah. probably my wait, that or Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. wow yeah. okay. Attack of the Clones is probably my second most watched one yeah. wow. I, have the, I have the most nostalgic value attached to that one because again yeah. like I said earlier on the podcast um that's the one my dad would always test the sound system on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would just throw it on, and Lake and I would sit down, and Dad's like, "You want me to leave it on?" And we're like, "Yeah." That's the thing with Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and I I remember like, and also the the prequel trilogy were the ones that were coming out when I was young. Yeah. And I saw them all in theater, so I'm sure I saw Phantom Menace, but I was pretty young when that came out, like mm-hmm. under ten years old. Um, but then when Attack of the Clones came out and then Revenge of the Sith, like I was understanding a little bit more of what was going on. So I saw those in theater and like those yeah, were those yours. were like those that. were the movies that like I role played with my friends. Like oh, that's so cool. was, <laughs> I was I was Ayla. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's go. Uh Gabe. Return of the Jedi. 
Oh, right. Because that's your nice. favorite. Yeah. I, I guess we are, I guess the one is like, which one is your favorite one? It's kind of the same question. Yeah. Which yeah. one you watch most? Which favorite? If you're just like going to throw on one, it would be Return right. of the Jedi for me. For me, it would be Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Back to back. For Riley. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. And I like that we all have different answers because mine is A New Hope. That is, oh. yeah, mine is A New Hope Original all the boy. way. My favorite Star Wars movie is New Hope. And it's just, I love, I love, that's the first one I watched. And the one when I was a kid, like, the other two were too confusing. <laughs> so I was like, this one makes more sense to me. Um, and this you one is know. a new hope Yeah, I definitely, um, even when I was a kid, I, I don't know if my parents showed this to me first or if I just like reached a point of my memory life as a child where I remembered this first. But I remember seeing Return of the Jedi first and then Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, interesting. The Emperor's back. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's so. how I watched it too. I saw Empire Strikes. I saw Return of the Jedi first. Yeah, because yeah. I was at a friend's house and it was on. You know. Yeah. And then I know that I watched the original tri- original trilogy like first at some point because my parents owned it and they liked it. But yeah, the prequels were where I. I Star Wars that. became my own. Yeah, that's why I don't want to disparage any Star Wars because, like, any Star Wars is somebody's starting off point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. So I, I was talking that. about this in a group chat recently, but you see, like, you know, Gen Z loves to make their fan cams of shows and movies and stuff. Right. They like mm-hmm. they put pop music with click with clips from their. Yeah. <laughs> Kylo so, Ren. Yeah, no, no, but with Kenobi, you get these clips of Darth Vader walking down the hallway, but you get like this, like. Tori Kelly song playing and you're like oh my gosh what is this but it's cringy but what it means is that Star Wars is moving on to the next generation that you know it's cool it's cool to see TNG yeah Mm -hmm. and it it feels like it's Star Wars the next generation (laughs) it feels like it's (laughs) it feels like it's sticking too because I've talked to Gen Mm -hmm. Zers and they're like I'm like, what's your favorite Star Wars? And they're like, oh, the new one. The new ones. The new movies. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah, and then I love, they love the animated stuff, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. The, I love it, too. I, that's not my favorite, but that's really cool that this is mm-hmm. yours now. Here's Yoda's theme uh, from Empire Strikes Back. Why do we all just get so emotional? (laughs) See, that's the point. That's the power of this song. That's all I'm talking about it. lands on this planet there's this weird (laughs) frog muppet it shouldn't have worked Mm, it shouldn't have worked no 
Yeah, it's a little puppet that's that's speaking backwards and, and a, is super yeah. goofy. I think people forget how goofy yeah. he really oh, yeah. is. In, well, in well it, yeah, like, because when you think about when these movies first came out, no one knew who he was. No, no there was no Which, nostalgia with him. There was yeah. no, <laughs> like part of his opening scene like, is he, no one saw him on the Jedi Council before this. No. He's like fighting R two D two over yeah. a granola bar. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That was Frank Oz. Frank Oz mm. is the man. Yeah, because they make him this silly muppet, but then also too like he teaches Luke so much about the Force. Luke doesn't even realize it yet in mm-hmm. that movie, you know. But like, oh my goodness. Does it's this song? It's just so good. It's does so this beautiful. song uh, play when he's lifting the mm-hmm. X-wing out of the swamp? Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. it does it come back in Rise of Skywalker? It does. Oh my gosh! It does. <laughs> and it comes back too. It breaks into that kind of oh. drop where it's the soft version of the theme in yeah. Last Jedi, when Luke is staring, is sitting there, and he's staring at the tree burning. Yes, mm. when you and Luke there. is like, hey. It's okay. That is for all of us oh, to move on yeah. from this. One it of the also best plays scenes in, in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, it plays in Clone sure. Wars too, because mm-hmm. he has like a little arc. Oh yeah. And like the is it the last season or the yeah. sixth season? He goes through yeah. this whole. That's a that's, that is a point where like I almost started crying at the end of Yoda's arc mm-hmm. in the last season when this plays. It's just like because he accepts too. He's <sighs> like, dang it. I have been so blind to everything that's going on, yeah. and now it's all crumbling before my eyes, and I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, but what's beautiful about that is all the Jedi that survive it, you know, they're now getting these arcs filled out. I mean, you see with Kenobi and stuff that they get to then help the next generation of Jedi not repeat their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting into the... Let's Good just stuff. brace ourselves because we're getting into the emotional part of Star Wars now. <laughs> I mean, we hit it. <laughs> we hit it. Because that I was... Um, whew. I forgot how much I love Yoda's theme. That I is... Know. I was like, that's I don't why, think I know it. That's I'm, why I'm like, so oh, glad oh that we're doing this with you, Riley, because <laughs> I consistently forget about the score of these movies, but then you remind me of something and then I go listen to it and then it's just like instant... Like, like, yep, I how, need to cry today. Why <laughs> don't I just listen to this all the time yeah, <laughs> when I need yeah. to feel something? Yeah, it's so I good. I don't know what it is about Star Wars. I just love it so much. Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful that the new, because, like, John John Williams is getting up there. Like, he's mm-hmm. 90-something. Old now, boy. You know? and he's I'm, in his 90s? He is. Wow. And he's still composing? And it's crazy because you see in the documentary for Rise of Skywalker, he still seems really strong and with it and mentally good. he is there. It's Thank awesome. Thank goodness. Um, Still making good yeah, music, but he's in his nineties, so mm-hmm. insane that he's making good that music in his nineties could change any any second. Yeah, and, but kind of the point I'm getting to is, we talked about earlier. We have composers like Ludwig Göransson, we have John Powell, Michael Gacchino, Natalie Holt. They're taking what John Williams created, yeah, and they're evolving it, but also preserving it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, like they're which using is what it, Star Wars but... needs. Star Wars has always been preserving what was made but then evolving it into the next thing mm-hmm. yeah you know but um this next pick is from my favorite sequel trilogy movie the last jedi and it is called the spark Ooh, yes. okay. this is the spark that will ignite the flame to 
this will this the spark that will light the fire that will burn down the first order something like it's that. a messy line <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> they say it twice listen they say listen, it. listen we, said, it, it. we yeah. said that there wasn't perfection in these movies and this is <laughs> oh, an, no. an example of but but you know what this is the track so set up the scene here all, yeah. all of the resistance are in this cave right that's mm-hmm. all of them there's like under two dozen of them the 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 first order are banging their door down to just try to get in there. Literally, um, Leia's there. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is Carrie Fisher's last movie. She has mm-hmm. this whole—I mean, none of them knew it at the time—and they have. This is why I'm so grateful for this track in particular and this scene of the movie is because we didn't know this was going to be Carrie Fisher's last like on-set filming of mm-hmm. Star Wars, and. You get Leia sitting there, and then Luke comes in, and he goes first to Leia, and it builds in kind of what I think is an underrated theme, is the Luke and Leia theme from Return of the Jedi, but it builds it in just kind of really slowly and quietly as they're talking, and you get the most just beautiful scene between Mark and Carrie, because they feel the emotion of what is happening in the scene because they've been through this for 40 years, you know, and then now looking back on it, you just get even more of the emotional, just like weight on it because she died so suddenly after the movie was released, but, or no, before the movie was released. Cause she died mm-hmm. in December, yeah. 2016. And then the yeah. movie came out December, 2017. Um, it might take a second to get to that part, but it's worth it. <laughs> so we're in the cave. Mm-hmm. All hope is lost. All hope is lost. Which yeah. is nuts because yeah. it's, you know. Because all the characters are like, we're done. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the line. They're all like, what? Who's I love, that? I love these like. Yeah, there's Strings this hooded guy walking yeah. through the cave that supposedly only has one entrance. How is he in here? And then right here. You get Luke and Leia's thing for I know what you're gonna say. I changed my hair. You know, it's just like brother and sister stuff, sibling stuff. Yeah. And you get the Han Solo and Leia theme right mm. here, because he hands her the, the dice. Yeah. And then mm. he's walking out to meet Kylo Ren. Mm. 
them. I love the scene, actually. Now that you bring it up, I love the scene. Like, oh, I melt in my chair when I watch it. Like my palms are sweating. Yeah. yeah. And right here, Kylo Ren's like, I want every gun we have to fire on that man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you get that gorgeous shot of Luke standing there and his cloak is billowing and he's got mm-hmm. 10 walkers staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, man. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And that is the spark. Yes. No, and that's the thing, because he is doing all this, and it's a big show, and meanwhile, all the resistance are in the background making their way out. I will listen to these soundtracks my entire life. Like, I'll never get sick of them. You know? Yeah. Good stuff. Those are my selected tracks. Thank you. Nice. That yeah. was a. I'm excited. Gabe wasn't here, but I know I wasn't here for the first like few, so I'm excited to listen back. Yeah, it's it's a great pick. You you picked a lot of underrated songs, mm-hmm. and I and nothing that anyone else has submitted. So I'm yeah. I'm glad you. That's why I'm kind of hoping the people who submit will do the ones that are like <laughs> I want to talk about this one. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. We'll, we'll get a chance to because yeah yeah. So first off, we'll go into. Um, a submission submitted by Sean Conway and my first, boy yes first time submitter oh I don't know his name actually his uh, Instagram is Mr. Underscore Dunmire I think hmm. his name is Jordan Jordan okay. Dunmire I mm. might be wrong um, I, think you are, I think you're right I also don't know him but it, that name sounds familiar okay <laughs> we'll both live in ignorant we ignorance. don't know but that is correct <laughs> <laughs> so uh Sean submitted they both submitted sorry uh Mr. Dunmire and Sean submitted a song called A Jedi's Fury mm. from Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and what um Dunmire has to say is he goes A Jedi Fury why goosebumps that's why and then he said limited sure. character characters can't explain and so i messaged him and i was like hey just like you know you can just message me uh what do you think of this song and then he said simply put i feel it's the darkest song in the original trilogy and just caught the emotions of that scene and enhanced them times 100 Mm. vader threatening to turn leia into the dark side that set luke off into losing his self-control the song has given me goosebumps since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and it still does to this day. A Jedi's Fury made that scene my favorite of the entire series, and is why Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars flick. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Yeah. Let's go. Thank I feel you, that. Jordan. I feel that. And this is what Sean had to say. Okay. So for my favorite Star Wars song, I'm going to pick is A Jedi's Fury. 
Or if you're looking at the soundtrack, I believe it's part of uh, Forest Battle Medley Part 2 on the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Jedi's Fury, I love. It's a great, great song. It's uh, It beautifully captures what Luke is going through when he goes all out on Vader in Return of the Jedi, where he uh, is the closest to slipping to the dark side. Uh, the music is a weird mix of hopeful and haunting mixed into one. And also, it's very underrated. And I understand why Duel of the Fates and Battle of the Heroes gets all the attention for epic mm. um, choir battle songs. But this one from Return of the Jedi, I believe, is the original version of that. And I think it's still holds up and is one of the most powerful pieces of music that I think John Williams ever composed in a Star Wars movie. So, yeah, that's my pick, A Jedi's Fury from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Oh, that beautiful Jedi Fury. Here is. I'm excited. I'm so excited. This is, like you said, Return of the Jedi. This is Luke fighting Vader? Yeah, so it's after, you know, Luke is hiding under the stairs and Darth Vader's like, Sister, you have a twin sister. (laughs) You know, and then Luke gets mad because 
that's not an interesting point about this actually is kind of building into um thank you <laughs> no, it's kind of building into how luke can sometimes see into the future and then get scared mm-hmm. um yeah um you know he then saw the potential of Darth Vader saying, "Okay, well, maybe I will turn Leia to the dark side you don't instead." Turn to the dark side, yes. she will. And then that's when Luke just goes like, he goes, he gets so mad, yeah. you know, and he's he just goes, like, Ham. "Yeah." We These axe drops on Dar- on Vader, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the tracks called Jedi's Fury because that is the darkest Luke goes in all yeah. the, in all the movies, um, which is what the Emperor wants. I love yeah. the uh, the Sith the kind of chorus, the Sith vocals mm-hmm. yes. built in before, mm-hmm. and then it breaks into the, what is that, the Sith theme? Mm. What is that? Uh, it's kind of Palpatine's, 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 Palpatine's yeah. theme, yeah. I was going to say I love the way John Williams, this is John Williams, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. okay. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> um, I love the way that he uses um, choir in Star Wars specifically because you can use it for Jedi or you can use it for Sith. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the way that it can interchange so seamlessly between the two is like, yeah. it's also just so dynamic when you add a choir into like an orchestral score. It's just, yeah. it adds like another layer of, mm-hmm. I don't know, like ethereal, otherworldly kind of thing um but let's go back sure to a classic and when i say classic i mean prequels like the classics oh prequels and um prequels can be considered classic classic no but this is the song that is best known for the prequels and that is duel of of the fates yes sir and Mm ma'am duel the fates we have a submission from tia Court lover, she said, "Duel of the Fates" in all caps, mm-hmm. and then she says, "Literally all the drama." Yeah, and three exclamation points. Yeah, and then yeah. another person submitted. It was X Button Gaming, aka Chris Perry, who has a podcast about video games, and it is very, very good. Please, Lurg, what is it called? X Button Gaming. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't explain that. He literally the first said time. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it his podcast has got me back into gaming and he loves Star Wars, so yeah, go go so, and listen to that. Plus plus. He says picking just one is hard, but duel the fates. Mm-hmm. The duel is amazing. The song makes it even more epic. And he is not wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Oh, my heart's racing. I'm so excited. This makes up for any and all of the many flaws of Phantom Menace. Like, honestly, like, I will sit through an hour and a half of wooden dialogue just to get to 
this scene where the music starts and I'm like, yes. And the, you know what's funny is that you don't even have to sit through it, but you will. Yeah. Because uh, you could I, fast forward. I no. stand by that pod racing too, though. Oh, oh no, yeah. the pod racing is actually. Oh, yeah. And you know, one of the few times in Star Wars where they don't do music for most of the sequence. Yeah, oh, yeah, Because true. the sound design the sound of the pod racers so are. You like, turn that up, you turn the sub up. The oh pod racing gosh. scene is my childhood yes. of the sound. Yes. Yeah. It's such great world building, too. You get all the different creatures with their own pod racers. Anyway, but this is about Duel of the Fates. Williams managed to make the Star Wars theme song like with the title crawl that is the iconic like everyone oh, yeah. will whistle or hum that but everyone knows that he managed to make one battle scene <laughs> iconic through yeah. the entire universe <laughs> yep just a song This is where the song ends. Yeah. yeah. They're just creating. This is. <laughs> Can't talk over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord. It's like. It's one last build on here. Mm-hmm. You know what the choir is saying? No. 
I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you, you, are you asking what they're saying? Yeah. I thought you were like, yeah, a little trivial. They're going, I was just thinking, <laughs> I, like, there was a, a period of time when I was in high school where I thought maybe I wanted to be a choir teacher. Mm. Um, and thinking back now, if I did that, I would 100% have my choir sing that oh, song yeah. if why I became a choir yeah, teacher. Sure. Like, why aren't all choir teachers making their kids do the song? It's probably really you hard. You should do it. It probably is hard. That's probably why. Just do it anyway. Duel they can the handle fates. it. Top three, maybe for me. You can't imitate perfection. No, and that's why, you know what? I brought up the General Grievous track in particular because I knew no one would talk about it because of this track <laughs> existing. Right, because when you Someone talk about the prequels, yeah, like, when you talk about talk iconic about action yeah. sequence music from the prequels, this is the quintessential iconic yeah. track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bring it up in again in Revenge of the Sith during Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight intercut with Anakin I mean with uh, Palpatine and Yoda's duel. Yeah, I remember that. And it's brilliantly weaved in and it's just like it's almost like he wrote it all back in <laughs> 1998 or whatever. And he's just like I'm going <laughs> to save this one for the third movie and because yeah. it just all fits together so well and it's just like it's so wild. And every theme he just puts out is just so instantly iconic when it comes out. It's just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. He's a wizard. Do you have um, another submission? I have a lot, so we're going to go through okay. them. Let's do it. Uh, right. Jalen Abron no. <laughs> sent me a voice memo, and I don't know what he picked. Oh. He said, when I put this submission out there, he said, this is tough. And I said, let me know. We're recording in an hour. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And then he sent me this uh, this. Um, okay. I have to chime in on this topic. Favorite Star Wars song and why has to be Duel of Fates. Oh, Star come Wars on. Episode One, Phantom Menace, John Williams brought it yet again. I mean, sheesh. Every part of this theme is amazing. You can you can hear it, you can sing it, the do 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 or the do 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 so much dissonance, so much tension leading up to this climax of the mm-hmm. movie, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan going up against Darth Maul, just the craziest looking villain Star Wars has seen aside from Darth Vader. Dual edge lightsaber, crazy battle, just brings up so much nostalgia. I mean, as a nineties kid, I've probably seen Star Wars episode one up to five hundred times plus. So mm-hmm. that's a song near and dear to my heart, still gets my blood flowing, my heart pumping. Give it a listen. Give it a shot. You will enjoy it. Thank you, Mixed in the Making. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, love that, you too, Jalen. Jalen. Where was the lie? Yeah. There were no... Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our next submission. Um, we have a few. A lot of people uh, picked um, some really good ones. ones Are that you I guys going to do yours? You know, I do that's have actually one. that's actually really good. You said that, Gabe, because that decide <laughs> that you just made the decision of what I'm going to play next. Because someone picked one that is one of my favorite songs. Because oh. I don't, I want to like beat someone to the punch on mine too. Okay, mm. yeah. So someone who beat me to the punch, or someone I just agree with in general, is Tori Matthews. And mm. uh, this isn't my favorite Star Wars song, but it is my top three. And uh, I'm glad he picked it because what he picked is really good. And it is Ray's theme. Yeah. And he just said it because it's amazing. And I I agree. It's great. This is maybe my favorite song from the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Or at least my favorite theme. Okay. It's just, it's so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And this is from Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like instantly iconic. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Get that little. She's scrapping. <laughs> is that an oboe? theme because it's like wondrous and inquisitive because she's very like curious mm-hmm. her character is very curious about what's going on and why things are happening just um, like Luke and then it's mm-hmm. also like powerful too like she's independent and mm-hmm. like yeah. you know she's carving her own path mm-hmm. through also Star good way Wars to put it is carving yeah. yeah she's like She's figuring things out for herself. What I, I love it. John Williams has a particular connection with this theme in particular. He just like I forget exactly where the source was, like an interview or something, but he's like, No one's gonna write music for Ray except me. <laughs> like he's talking about like whether he's gonna finish the trilogy, you know. He's like, No, uh-huh. no one's interesting. Gonna. And in the Rise of Skywalker making of documentary, they show this sweet little clip where John Williams has a framed sheet of the the music, uh, just, you know, the, the music for this. And he gives it to Daisy Ridley as like a gift. Wow. And it's like this gold-plated framed thing with like Ray's theme on it. And Daisy Ridley just like bawling. You're going to make up. me cry. Because like John Williams is just sitting down there like, I was like, here, I made this for you. And oh just, my Daisy Ridley just like, John, oh my God. Are you joking me? <laughs> yeah. That is a... Talk about like a just... I know. Not even a dream, just it's a, a big tr- gift. true like, fantasy. Imagine? Yeah. Because it just shows, like, how much... Because, you know, John Williams said, oh, Star Wars are my most popular themes. I don't think they're my favorite. But it, it, it so, like, he go, he talks a lot about how Star Wars, like, is his favorite thing. But then you, you can still just tell how much he loves the franchise just from, like, how mm-hmm. much love he puts into all of Maybe his soundtrack. Maybe it's not his favorite, yeah. but he does care about it. He does so much, yes. Yeah. Or else and he wanted to keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think his favorite, he said, was Schindler's List, which... Oh. That's fair. It's excellent soundtrack. But let me throw something out there. Okay. Please. Just fart into the mic. <laughs> Star Wars episode. <laughs> yes. Let me throw something out there. Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Hot Check take. Out. True. Um, the it's episode six, the complete score. Mm. Ewok celebration. Okay. okay. Parentheses yub nub. Is oh, your, oh, the original. I'm sorry. Is your name Jason Smith? 
the original the original Ewok yeah, celebration. The original okay. one. Yeah. For all the people who were around before the special editions, this was like the last song in Return of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. it was like a celebration song. It's like mm-hmm. this trilogy is done, like evil has been defeated. And so listening to this track on someone's weird. Evil has been defeated forever. Like, it's never coming back. But yeah, it also kind of reinforces like what I what I was thinking. Like I have some issues with like, uh, oh, that's not for me as far as Star Wars goes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get opinionated on it for sure. But it's also like I love this. And this is just Ewoks that sound like Minions. <laughs> this is basically a Minions Banana. song. Banana. Um, yeah. But I love it because I was a kid and I saw it and mm-hmm. I was like imprinted on it. So oh, totally. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's all good. Well, Devin Clunt from Oregon agrees. Yes. He submitted Ewok man, celebration. He said, sing that around a campfire with friends and you're <laughs> in for a good time. Like the original okay. one? Okay. You know, I don't know. He didn't He didn't. The clarify. special edition one is called Victory Spe- Celebration. Okay. And that's the second the, or the first one? The second one that they added to the special okay. edition. So that Ewok sounds a little more orchestral. I think Clunt's yes. talking to what I'm talking to. Which is I which one? I think so. Ewok Celebration. Ewok Celebration. Okay, Ewok Celebration. Ewok <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they do sound like I wish you hadn't said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'll it's... never be able to unhear that. Rise of Gurus next weekend. <laughs> It's an Ewok celebration. This is what I imagine the new Kingdom Melodies and the new system would be like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to walk in singing this. All of, all of us are Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. Fireworks, X Wings, flying back. Um, yeah. So I had a yub nub in the Galaxy's Edge. Ah, oh, yes, uh, the cantina. cantina. Yeah. What? You heard this? No, no it's a I, drink. I got a drink. It's a drink. Oh, oh, okay, 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 yeah. So you could, I think it, it was like a seventeen or eighteen dollar drink, but you could have, you could have spent, which is one of the I think cheap it, ones. I think it's yeah. a rum drink. Yeah, you could have spent, I think. Forty dollars to get it in a souvenir special, mug. Yeah, yeah. Mm. in a mug. I uh, wish I we did. I wish we did. <laughs> Honestly, this is the thing about Galaxy's Edge. It makes you regret not spending more mm. money. Yeah, they reverse um, guilt you. <laughs> yeah, they do. Guilt you. <laughs> no guilt while you're there, because you, they want to be a positive experience. But when you leave, yeah, like don't you wish you did this? More. Yeah. Don't you wish you got this reservation 12 like, months okay, ago? Okay, <laughs> fine. Next time I go, I'll get everything and more. I got it. <laughs> that uh, Yub Nub song, is that the same type of vibe for the Naboo thing? 
in episode one? Yeah. Well, that's kind of an opinion thing, but... Um, I thought so. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does have like a bloop doot, right? No? How does it go? Uh, bloop doot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like... Uh, Which is right. a... The cere- uh, the ceremony it's a variation song? on the Palpatine thing. That's so thing. good. That is true. Ooh, it is? Yeah. Oh, uh, hot take. Uh, or not really a hot take. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Because it was all Augie's Great Municipal Band. What? I said it was all a ploy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Palpatine's like, well, let me look at their tail feature with it's a great interest. Fingies <laughs> in every little part of the galaxy there. Mm-hmm. Ian McDermott mm-hmm. is a national treasure. He is. A global mm-hmm. treasure. Oh, yeah. I love that man so much. So while what? we're on the topic of Yubnub, I want to. So since obviously that version means a lot to you, how do you feel about them replacing that in the special editions with the music that they. Um, that they I didn't use? feel as much. Mm. Okay. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you like what that music was. Oh. <gasps> See, that's the thing is I have the specific, I have the exact opposite experience because the first time I saw the original trilogy, I said this at the beginning when you were here, but my dad brought home the special editions on DVD and that's the first time I saw them because that's the first time we owned them. So that music and the changes that they added in the 97 and then the 2004 special editions, that's the version I grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. And how's that one go? Don't interrupt me. I'm a yub nubber. It it definitely sounds and you know what, I you know, anyone it's a biased opinion either way. Yeah. I get it. To me it sounds more like a final sound to a movie. But but when you're saying like, of course, all the kids who saw Return of the Jedi is gonna love the version that came out when they saw it when they were kids yeah you know so i can't fault someone for liking either version yeah it's all about making that like having you watch something and print on it for the first time yeah that's all it's it's all about that that's what it about and you know my my oldest brother he he, likes this one he loves yubnub he loves the yubnub i thought he liked this one no because 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 that came because that came out when he was a kid. Yeah, and oh, so yeah. One he like should, yeah. No one should take that away from. No, absolutely yeah. not. No. Uh, I remember having a conversation with her brother Jason, and I told him one of the best parts in Boba Fett is when the Mandalorian comes back and he builds his custom Naboo fighter ship, and mm-hmm. I cried when yeah. he's walking around that ship Beautiful, and I was like glorious. that is my childhood my childhood where it's I, Phantom Menace it's yeah. a Phantom Menace ship mm-hmm. when I'm like yeah. fantasizing have, like flying around a Naboo ship because I had like a little toy that was oh around, yeah oh my god it was the mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like yeah it did nothing for me and I'm like what yeah I know that was shocking but then at the same time I was like okay you are literally a child Huh? the 70s oh. <laughs> like yeah so like he was probably you, in yeah. the demographic that waited around the block all day for phantom yes. menace and then was hit with the phantom menace correct yeah <laughs> yeah but still watched it two more times right. yeah exactly yeah. because there's like, no way it could be as bad as it yeah was. love <laughs> star wars still love star wars i think he also from what i remember he loved rise of skywalker also oh interesting so but you know he is I very much a child he is very yeah. much you like know, a, an original trilogy don't child. let them know your next move and he also <laughs> yeah. 
And he was also very into like the Legends books and stuff. Okay. Mm, yeah. I so, have a chip yeah. on my shoulder of the people who are really into Legends books. <laughs> but no, no, no. But they're not all insufferable. Some, See, I'm, of a, ones I'm a weirdo talked. though because I'm into the Cam Kennedy artwork, um, Dark Empire. Mm-hmm. Dark Empire 1, Dark Empire mm-hmm. 2. That is like almost peak Star Wars for me, which is really weird. And mm-hmm. I understand that's really weird. But for but you... it's like that like yeah. really grimy, grimy Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's but Legends, this, right? This is what yeah. I was talking about earlier, though. Like, don't don't rain <laughs> on someone else's Star Wars parade. It's kind of like, fun to do. Like, whatever... You're part of the problem. Whatever no, Star Wars someone loves, like, I love that for you. Yeah. But don't hate me for the Star Wars that I love. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, a little scarred by just, those people. I want I want I mutual it. I want mutual respect in this fandom and it's it. severely lacking, but I think we need to bring it back. say that you aren't a real fan if you like anything Ye- Disney no. has made and you're, not, it, you're no, a Disney shill. Yeah, but that's, that's not that's not even just Star Wars. Like don't pull like a real fan anything on any fandom for me no exactly like yeah. i can enjoy whatever i want and you can enjoy whatever you want and that's fine the we only can thing, live in peace we can live in harmony there can be balance the only thing i would say is like hold big corporations like disney's feet to the fire and like spend money on this franchise hire good writers oh definitely don't yeah. feel like you can coast on like no. the franchise name and I feel like with the TV shows in particular, they're doing really well with that, um, for yeah. the most part. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I think they should probably leave Tatooine a little more often. No, I think that they should. And you know what? I'm, I'm surprised that Obi-Wan was not on Tatooine as much as we all were expecting him to be. It was only really the first and last episode. Yeah. Um, everything else was on other planets on the other episodes. That is true. Yeah, we got to Alderaan a little bit more. And you went to Jabim, and you're on that city grungy planet in the second episode. And people are saying Malachor is the planet that he fights Darth Vader on in the finale. Okay. Which is the Sith planet from Legends, and that also shows up in Rebels. And then we get to Mustafar. Yes, Mustafar as well. Water Mustafar, apparently. Wait, Which, what? Yeah, I thought Mustafar was like a lava planet, but apparently there's also... Wait, what, what, what scene are you... The the underwater base? Oh, no, that's not a Mustafar. Or it was Didn't a moon say... of Mustafar? They say, must like, oh, it's water Mustafar in the show. Oh, I missed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think it, they might have been talking about like a moon of it. It might have been. Okay, I hope we are right, because <laughs> this is a really horrible heel hey, to die on. No, I know. No, um, I'm not. I'm not. I got that I'm vibe, by, and by we any, haven't talked about this. By so. any means, I am not dying on let's this hill. <laughs> and then I'm going to queue up the next song. Yeah, let's do it. Who we got? Um, we got to wrap this up. I, I do have a song that I want to share, but I can share it after you. It's located yeah. on the moon Nur. Okay. Which, let me see here, is in the Mustafar system. There we go. You're right. You Allie said, was right. I didn't know I that. specifically I was right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very cool. Nice. I'm going to, uh, since we don't have time to play all of these, I'm going to oh, name please. some of the songs that people yes. said that we don't have time for. So, Courtney uh, Carvedal submitted Mando's theme. She we said, played that. Which we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I thought, okay, yeah, you're right. Mando's theme. She said, the lightness Ooh. and brevity... All, all at the same time is so awesome. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi Simmons said Luke's theme. 
gives me mm. chills every time. Mm. Yep. Which is your classic force Which theme. Riley sing that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sing uh, it. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank that's you. the one. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually it. That's that a... Does, oh. That does. Okay. That does get me chills. I have one. <laughs> I have one that wasn't submitted then. Okay, let's play it. For mine. I know I... I spoke about the prequels as being what I grew up on, and that's nostalgic for me. Yes. But I want to talk about a song from the sequels that gives me chills when I hear it. When I see it in the movie, it gets me emotional. In Rise of Skywalker, it is Reunion. Mm. Oh, man. And Mm -hmm. it is just the culmination Mm -hmm. of everything that has ever happened in the Skywalker saga. And I thought it was a beautiful scene in the movie. And every time I hear it, I'm just flooded with all the emotions of is all this, the themes that are included in this song. Is this at the end? Yeah. 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 So I was bawling my ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Me too. So this is like the scene where they like get back to the rebel base and they're like all hugging. But there's so many themes that are threaded mm. throughout this song. And yeah. it's just beautiful. This is like this is the the hope, the beautiful hope of the of it all. You get Luke's theme, the Luke's theme. theme. Remind me what what's going on when Leota's theme is playing. I can't remember. I mean, it's everyone hugging. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get Chewie yeah. picking up Rose and they're hugging. Yes. And, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Come, Ray comes in soon. Yeah, she I believe does. they play her theme. Yeah, Maz yeah. giving do. Chewie the medal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Cute. Cute. Very cute. Cute moment. She is. There she yeah. is. Yeah. Ray she, is she landing. Comes out of, she's she landing comes in the X wing. Luke's yep. X wing. Cool. Yeah, Luke's X wing. <laughs> she's looking for her peeps. Uh. <sighs> Luke and Leia's theme. You're right. It does come yeah. back. But I think they also play it earlier in the movie, too. Mm. They, yeah. they probably do, yeah. Mm. 
whose theme is this? It's the Rise of Skywalker theme. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love the, the Rise of Skywalker Such that's a such a yeah beautiful... you're right it's a culmination of everything <laughs> yeah all the heroes theme. oh my gosh uh. so like when i i when rise of skywalker came out i loved it and again this is another um instance of when i was like blissfully ignorant of <laughs> like the world's opinions of what was going mm, on yeah like yeah i just loved it and it wasn't probably until like a week or two later after we saw it that like i realized that people weren't weren't happy weren't happy with it and i was like what i don't know that's, i was very happy and so cool. and then but like the week where i was like blissfully ignorant i think i did like a 30-day song challenge and mm. there was there was some prompt where i chose that song Mm. as a song because i was listening I, I was listening to it so much mm-hmm. and i was like this is just a beautiful song and every time i listen to it i get emotional and even just now listening <laughs> to it i got like a little teary eye because <laughs> it's just like it's so it's so much in one like pretty short song mm-hmm. can i tell you guys a story about when i lied to ali i lied <gasps> to my wife <gasps> what do mm-hmm. i know this yeah Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to act like I don't because <clears throat> I forget things. You what? This is the day, the opening day of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no, I do remember this. Okay, yeah. And we are walking into, like, okay, so for, like, reviews for this movie have come out, but we we didn't watch trailers. We didn't, we, like, we went all we, black. We like, did not blind. watch, any, we didn't look at any reviews at all. Yeah. We um we didn't look at any reviews, but I accidentally did. I looked at um the reviews for Rise of Skywalker on Rotten Tomatoes, or I went to Rotten Tomatoes accidentally, like not Fatal even thinking mistake. about it. And that's like you know the first thing you see. And I think at the time it had fifty six percent. Yeah, and um I my heart dropped. I was like, what? No. How? Like how is that even possible? There's no way. But I was like, I'm keeping this from Allie. I'm not gonna tell her that I saw this. I'm I'm just not like I'm not even gonna tell her that I saw it and like try to even give her a hint of or whatever. So yeah. and I'm doing a great job at this, by the way. <laughs> and it's like even I think it's like a day before the movie comes out. Yeah, I think it was like when we were in line to see the movie. No, it was like I knew it for a while. So um where we get our, we get inside like we scan our little tickets and we're walking in and then or uh, we see friends oh, from like another hall that I'm, I, I've been friends with like from like when I was a kid and I haven't seen these people in a long time and I'm so I'm excited I'm like oh hey you're here you're not even from this town like that's so cool you're here and then they come over and they're like yeah we're gonna go see Star Wars I'm like oh this is gonna be so good and then he says yeah it sucks that the reviews are terrible oh. Mm. And Allie just walks away. <laughs> She's so pissed. Like, yeah. She is so like she got Rightfully she so. didn't even say bye. She was <sighs> just, she just walked away and like went to her no, theater. It, they probably were like, wow, that was super rude. Yeah. Because it was it was very obvious that I that heard was, that. Yeah. And then I walked that away. Was super rude. Yeah. It was. Because I oh. made eye contact and then I left. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, 
And so I kind of talk to them and they're waiting for a friend. So I'm walking to the theater mm. and I'm thinking to myself, I need to come up with an elaborate lie to tell <laughs> Allie and essentially like get her off of what, I, what, yeah, except, yeah. I, I was well, I so, like I was so mad. Cause she, I knew Honestly, she was mad. Yeah, no, I understand. And so I sit down next to her in the theater and she's steaming <laughs> and I lean over. <laughs> I lean over to her and I'm like, all right, um, what he said is technically not true. And she was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, because like every, you know how toxic Star Wars fans are? Apparently everyone like uh, troll bombed the reviews. It's review bombing. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. they're review bombing, so. And I believed it because of uh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> so. oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, so like uh, everyone didn't even watch the movie. They just gave it uh, zero stars or whatever. And that's why it like totally screwed up the thing. It's this whole controversy and like this whole like scan <laughs> like um, thing. And it's crazy. So like I, I did a lot of research and that's what's going on. So we don't even know. And Allie was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, can't believe that word. Oh <laughs> And like, thank God that it did because I watched that whole movie with zero expectations. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's yeah. great. And I went in with low expectations, but it didn't even matter because I. Mm-hmm. It's the first Star Wars movie I like bawled at. I I yeah. didn't yeah. cry the first time I watched it, but we were with a group of people. You know, you're all taking it in for the first time, and you're all like building off of each other's energy. Right? Yeah. I went home and it was, you know, one thirty in the morning because we, we caught the late show. And I'm like, I am literally going to wake. I This was at a time when I, I don't think I'd work on Fridays. So I was like, I'm going to get up and see the earliest showing of the next mm-hmm. one that I can. So I got up. I went to a 930 showing the next morning and I just sat by myself and watched it. And still again, it hit me so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the the way they handled Leia's footage and just the sound design with Palpatine's voice at the beginning yeah. and just like my boy yeah. <laughs> I was just like oh my god and you know so uh, that like it, when I when I when we saw that for the first time in Palpatine's yes. voice yes I was like what I know. is happening Ali and I like we don't I do this know. but we like when it was what's the first line is Palpatine is back or Palpatine is alive somehow Palpatine has returned <laughs> Somehow he has returned. No, isn't it like, like just yeah. Palpatine lives? Yeah. Like, well, that's in the crawl, but that's yes. what I mean. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, dead speak. Yes. That's when that ha- like, are, are you saying like when the crawl started and it yeah. said Palpatine lives? Yeah. We were like, Allie and I looked at each other like we did not expect because we didn't watch any of the trailers, so we oh, had no idea. You had no idea. Yeah. So we really like, didn't. We were just like, what? So I saw that first oh. teaser. It just ended with Palpatine's laugh that's... after after yes. Luke's line yeah. from yes. Last yeah. Jedi. No, that's all we had because there was just a oh, bunch of theories one. running oh, around in our gotcha, head of yeah. like, okay, so Palpatine somehow is involved. Like maybe what I don't know. When you go back to watch the trailers, Palpatine's in the trailer. He's like. Like looming when he's yeah. in like that thing. He is, yes, and yeah. And I'm just like, why would you? Ugh, I'm I know. So, I'm so I, glad I didn't see that. I honestly think it would have been better if they didn't include him in the trailers yeah. at all. Yeah. No, I feel honestly, like it would have helped the movie a lot. That is what, like, if I had seen the, that in the trailers, it wouldn't have been shocking. Because then people have time to build up <laughs> theories that can never be fulfilled. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah. My I, dark empire, mm. but love to rise of Skywalker <laughs> because dark empire is just all about cloning. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Right the off Empire, the bat. Yeah, Empire the Empire gets cloned mm-hmm. into a, like a new body and stuff. And so like that's what I grew up with. So 
right? The Skywalker is just like, so, this is my lane. <laughs> so what you're saying is that like all the guys that were like grew up on the original trilogy or whatever that were complaining about Palpatine coming back um, is actually not valid. Hey, hey, yeah. everyone's opinions you are said. valid. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it does make sense. Palpatine <laughs> read Dark Emperor. It's really good. <laughs> I know go so they're but they're starting to back it up now with the shows. Have you watched The Bad Batch? No, I haven't. Okay. We haven't finished because, it yet. Yeah. No spoilers. I'll That's kind of right there. Yeah. But also, you know, you see in Mandalorian season two when they That's true. um Camino um, stuff. The siege that mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. There's that weird thing in the tank and you know, they're trying to get Grogu's force powers for something yeah. and mm-hmm. they talk about some kind of cloning initiative and it's mm. like that thing yeah. looks like that thing in that tank looks like Snoke. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. You know, that thing, um, that I also like <laughs> just Star Wars is beautiful. It's a huge universe. It's great. It doesn't. It's not just Tatooine. Guys. It's not it's just, not just Tatooine. Tatooine. It's got to like a purple sand planet. But uh, thank you, Riley, for coming on You're and uh, sharing your thank knowledge. Thank you, guys. I hope we haven't angered too many people out there. Mm. Um, and if you're angry that we You didn't... angered me because we never talked about Leia's theme like you said you would because yeah. oh. it's your favorite theme. You know what? Exactly. We can, and we can I didn't talk. I didn't choose it, it as my favorite because... You thought I was going to play it? I thought you were going to yeah. play it. I get it. Yeah. Um, roll out on Leia's theme. Uh, no, I want to roll out on a different song. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think... beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, uh, I love Leia's theme and I, I, it was either Ray's or Leia's and honestly, I love them both equally. Mm. Le- well, actually, Leia's theme makes me cry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I like Leia's theme a bit more. I love that they used it in the teaser for Rise of Skywalker, but they made it like the epic Samuel Kim version, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought it'd be appropriate uh, just for um, the movie's sake that we ended out on the title crawl. Um, Just Mm. the the OG Star Wars, if we, it's in every single Star Wars movie. And I think that's the one. Riley is a little bit upset about it. No, it's okay. It's all right. Whatever. But but yeah, here (laughs) is. But this is what we mean by mutual respect. Let's go on your own time, people. So here is. I will. (laughs) Here is the title crawl just think of all those words you read as a child think of all the great times you had at the movies and then this song. the feeling that you get when you see a new star wars movie and then this song plays <laughs> oh no wow you got max rebo okay <laughs> it's not even max rebo it's the jizz whalers good god jizz whalers. <laughs> i knew you'd catch that yeah. I wasn't gonna say that, but if I'm you glad want you Max Rebo, you gotta play a uh, Jabba's Baroque recital <laughs> <laughs> or Jedi Rocks. Yeah. And this is why we invited Riley on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I <thought laughs> Last plug: Look up uh, from if you want to see the pictures of all the action figures I talked about earlier at From the Outer Rim on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's real good. Thanks. <laughs> it is really, it is really good. Um, listen, Riley is an established Instagrammer, okay? How many followers you got on there? 2047 what? as of 248 this morning. Yes, <laughs> let's go. Let's make it 2048. So, undoubtedly, on, there's more now by the time yeah. this, po- this episode is airing. Doubt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said undoubtedly. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
I misheard you. So what was the name of this band you said? Oh, well, it's Figger and Dan is the lead man. Um, yeah. They don't say this a lot because for obvious reasons, but their their band name is the Jizz Whalers because mm. this uh, genre of music in Star Wars is called it's Jizz. Called jizz. Yeah. 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 George Lucas, what were you thinking there? George Little. Lucas, reach out in the DMs. It's Jizz music. It's, uh, it's whale and jizz. It's whale and jizz. Uh, it's so like poetry. It rhymes. We did have someone that uh submitted for this song and it it was jeremy oh, yeah. brower past and future guest. Yes. You know classic mm-hmm. you got to talk about the cantina music in star wars because mm-hmm. you got this you got the force awakens one you got cantabite yeah you got I like the force awakens one i like it too cantabite yeah. one is good then you get chicken in the pot from solo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dang i should have done like the original size noodles oh that's not the original though that's jedi rocks that's a special edition oh, wait yeah with the, the original, original one is <laughs> Man, I have crossed my streams. (laughs) So Jeremy said about this song, uh, the Cantina song, because I'm really into jizz, and that song was my first introduction (laughs) to jizz music. (laughs) So thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy. And he hasn't been the same man since then. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. (laughs) Um, I actually am going to close it on a different song. (laughs) I just thought I'd fake you guys out. Uh, but yeah, this song has made, I'm sure, a lot of you guys cried, especially with the Obi-Wan finale. Mm. And I just, uh, it's like my number one Star Wars song.
Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Riley. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Riley. Thank you, Allie. Thank you for our submissions. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> yep, we'll have a more fun episode coming up. Yeah, like a less emotional episode. I have like tons of fun. I <laughs> doubt, Completely I doubt unemotional it. episode coming up real soon, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye.